At this moment when he has a good day is just almost unbeatable. You are listening to Kilometer Zero by the Cycling Podcast. Powered by Super Sapiens. Energy management for committed athletes and coaches. This, our final episode of Kilometer Zero from the 2021 Giro d'Italia, began as a portrait of Filippo Ganna, the Italian time-trialling superstar whose popularity has been one of the most striking features of the past three weeks. It can seem at stage starts in particular, where Ganna gets louder cheers in the pink jersey, that the entire future of Italian cycling rests squarely on his broad shoulders. On Friday, stage 19 of the Giro starts in his hometown, Verbania, and on Sunday he will line up as the favourite to win the final time trial into Milan. If he does, it would be his fifth consecutive time trial victory at the Giro, having won all three last year and the opening one in Turin this year. So we thought we'd speak to people about Ghana, and also to Ghana himself, to try and learn a bit more about the 24-year-old, 6-foot-4-inch colossus of the current generation of Italian pros. But then I spoke to Victor Campenarts. It was something that Campenart said in his press conference after winning stage 15 that piqued my interest. He had reinvented himself as a road racer, Campenarts explained, because time trialling, his previous speciality, had become too competitive. Ghana, in particular, had raised the bar so high that a rider like Campenarts, who's the world our record holder, let's not forget, and a rider who's gone close to winning time trials and grand tours in the past, basically gave up and tried something new, in his case, becoming an aggressive road rider. Following his stage win, Campenarts had to withdraw with an injury on the second rest day, but I caught up with him on the phone to ask him to elaborate a bit on what he had said. Yeah, of course, of course, but we are cautious and uh, don't take any risk of further injury, so that's why I uh, withdraw. Uh, it's not nice, but um, shit happens. I find what Campenarts had to say about a whole range of things, mainly about trying to go faster in time trials, absolutely fascinating. It was a bit like speaking to a Belgian version of Graham O'Brien. So with no apologies for the digressions, we'll hear quite a bit from Campenarts. But mainly this is about Ghana, who I first saw at the 2016 World Track Championships in London. He won the pursuit, and I'd never seen anything quite like it. Big, powerful, but unbelievably smooth and fast. He started relatively slowly, but wound it up to finish like a train. He was 19 when he won the gold medal there. And since then he's become the world's best time trialist and the world record holder at the pursuit. Campenart says there's simply no way he could beat him. His position is incredibly aggressive, but the amount of power he produces, that's the most impressive thing. Also because of the amount of power he produces, he's not at all stable on the bike. And I think if he, if he gains some stability and he can tuck in a little bit more his shoulders, he would be faster. But I'm quite sure in, in uh, with Ineos, they look into all those details. And 
um, he will work on more stability and more uh, tucking in of the shoulders. But at this moment, when he has a good day, he's just um, almost unbeatable. My list of results, how you say it in English, Palmaris, is looking quite good uh, with the time trials I've done and the hour record I have on my Palmaris, two times European, two times national, and third uh, bronze medal in the World Championships. Um, but now, also, the, the bigger and very strong riders are looking into those marginal gains, and they make it uh, impossible for me to stay up with them, because... I was already up there with every marginal gain I could find. Unfortunately, I have to say I have no more room for progression except for pedaling harder. Uh, unfortunately, I, I had to realize that to, uh, to keep on winning, I had to look for something else. And uh, I also realized that winning a Grand Tour stage would be very hard to do it out of a time trial and more likely out of a, a breakaway and uh, in my first grand tour that i do as a new cyclist i succeed already and that's why i'm very very happy campanarts is the current hour record holder of course and it's something ghana might target at some point it's also something the two discussed as they climbed the zonkalan last weekend I had, a, I had a nice conversation with him going up the Zonkolan. We were talking about time trialing, we were talking about the Olympics, as I did a recon of the parkour already of the Olympics, and uh, we were talking about the hour records. He did already a test of 30 minutes, and he was surprised how hard it was. I'm quite uh, convinced that if he really um, if he goes for it, that he, of course, is, that he will smash the hour record, but he has some um, how you say some uh, disadvantages on me as he is a big rider um, he will suffer more g-forces in the cornering uh, for one hour and uh, the main thing is uh, because of the fact that he will have to at least produce 100 watts more as, as I did he will um, have to ride with a lower temperature lower temperature means uh, more air resistance uh, and still, with a lower temperature, he will suffer more from overheating because of the uh, the heat he creates by pushing um, massive temperatures. Let's hear from someone who works with Ghana at his team, Ineos Grenadiers, Rod Ellingworth. Rod, you were still at the team when Ghana joined, and he's obviously a great track rider. Um, I saw him at the <laughs> winning the pursuit actually at the Worlds a few years ago, and he was just—he looked amazing. He sort of drifted around a bit he's still very young at UAE when he joined the team was he identified as a project somebody who could develop into the rider that he's become I think it was pretty clear from the day one really that he was you know from a time trial perspective he, he, he really had that and I think the other thing is what you can always see with them guys is they're really into their time trial and really into their equipment it, uh, really into sort of the pacing of time trialing and he was like that from the very outset so yeah I think it was pretty clear I think what he's gone on to be is you know somebody who can really pick off stages on the, on the right on the right day uh, fantastic teammate really loyal to the guys as well and I think with that engine as, as we've seen here in the Giro he's just doing a sterling job really so yeah I mean you know really good and and also you know we've really backed his track work over the last um, couple of years and uh, you know and I think he's still got some ambitions on the track going forward which is good 
you've worked with a lot of time trialists. I guess that was a kind of mainstay of the British program as well, uh, having that tra- that you know, team pursuit and time trial expertise. Is he a similar type of character? I mean, you mentioned that he's really into his equipment and stuff. Is that are they all kind of similar in that way? I think they're all pretty similar. Yeah, yeah, they're quite dialed into what you know the, the efforts that they do. You know, and you can see him when he's on. You, you see them guys are so different when they're doing the warm up before the time trial they really they get in the zone you know in their own little zone and they're really focused on on their effort and I think it's quite a a time trial sort of it's pretty common amongst them all really yeah Brad was the same you know when, when I look at how Brad used to time trial and how Ganner's time trialing their style is a bit different and how they pace things is different but they dial in the same there's guys here like Victor Campenarts who was a, a top time trialist mm. um he was saying the other day that he he really felt like he had to change and become a, a different kind of rider because he just couldn't compete anymore with the top time trials. Do you think the the level of time trialing has gone up the last couple of years? Well, I, th- I think you know maybe one of the all-time greats before was Cancellara, obviously, you know, and uh, um, and I think um, you know I think Ganna's up there, isn't he, in terms of that you know real out there, and I think. It's like any you come up against a um, uh, a fantastic Tom Boonin in the classics era or Peter Sagan. You get these one-offs, don't you, who are just like superb performers in that category. I think Ganner's one of them. So anybody else trying to time trial against him, you know, uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be tough, tough work. But saying that, you know, uh, Filippo didn't win the last stage in Torino, and I thought he was brilliant at the end of that. He just said, "I didn't have any more. You can't win them all." <clears throat> he was. You know, he really wanted to win in World Champs jersey. He can't win them all, but he was, you know, it is what it is. But I do think he's one of them all-time greats, yeah. yeah. And will he uh, become a, you know, you mentioned Cancellara. He obviously did very well at the Classics. And, you know, you look at him and think, Pyro Bay or something, do you think he will spread his wings a bit? It's Olympic year this year, but over yeah. the next few years, do you think he'll maybe target those races? Uh, yeah, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's something to ask him himself, I think. You know, I think he's <clears throat> really focused on the Olympics, obviously. I think, you know, with all the confusion last year, I think that's sort of um, like anybody who's targeting Olympics has added, a, a, you know, quite a complicated um, trying to get themselves fit and everything. But, I, you know, I'm sure post Olympics he'll have a sit down and a rethink of, you know, what's next for him. He's always got that time trialing, but I do think he's got some ambitions elsewhere on the road as well. You know, yeah. Consider that he has he won four four uh, world championships and the first. Uh, he was uh, he was he, sti- he still was an amateur, and uh, and neither uh, any Italian rider won for world championships in uh, in individual pursuit on track. Neither Francesco Moser, for example. I'm uh, Luca Gelanella. I'm 55, and uh, since. Uh, 1992 I have been working for Gazette dello Sport and covering all cycling services and uh, since uh, 2005 I'm the head of cycling desk at uh, La Gazette dello Sport. His career is uh, uh, is crossing the the descent if I would say so of uh, Vincenzo Nibali. So in Italy we are looking for a new I would say a new hero, a new a new character, a new strong character. And above all he's very it looks it looks like very familiar to any any anyone. He could be the 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 son of every every family, and uh, this combination with Viviani won the Olympic titles in 2016, and Ganna is a son of that period. As Viviani is our, our 
in, in Italian, Italian track was very low, we say in 2013, 14, 15. Uh, since since, since uh, Viviani arrived and combined uh, track and road races, track and road uh, and, vic and victories, and uh, and Ghana, who was uh, is, uh, uh, Viviani is 80, 89 and Ghana is 96. Mm. So there are seven years. Uh, seven se is uh, seven years uh, younger, and uh, he has always looked at uh, looked at uh, Elia as uh, his hero, his point of reference. Uh, still now they exchange text and messages. What are you doing? Come here, and uh, and so. After the period, Ghana became the leader of the of the new Vagu, new era of Italian Italian track, mm. and uh, and they and the and the young the young guys are looking at him as he looked at uh, at Elia mm. uh, ten years ago, for example, and then above all, I think that it's it's okay all the victories that he, you can you can make on track, all your world titles or your time trials okay but uh, the the life of, of Ghana changed last year with the Tour of Italy and uh, it's always true that uh, this this race uh, for Italy for Italian people for Italian fans for Italian riders means something special optimize your fueling strategy with real-time glucose data actionable inside and personalized analytics we are here to help you achieve your performance goals. Go to supersapiens.com for more on how to track your energy levels and fuel for success. Kilometer Zero by The Cycling Podcast. Powered by Super Sapiens. Kilometer Zero is sponsored by Super Sapiens, which was founded by Phil Sutherland, who also created the Novo Nordisk team and all the riders on the team are type 1 diabetics. And for Sam Brand, riding the bike is only one part of the job. The other part is promoting a healthy, active lifestyle, encouraging people to enjoy exercise and changing perceptions about the condition. I mean, you've probably spoken to, to Phil Sullivan a lot and I've got a great relationship with Phil, but he always says that uh, exercise is a million dollar drug that's never prescribed. And it's so true, you know, when I'm on the bike, when I'm training, when I'm being active, it's such a more easier condition to control, to manage, and to be on top of. You know, I've now raced in every continent around the world, um, apart from Antarctica. And to be able to do that, we don't just go to a race. We go to a race and we reach out. We go to local diabetes communities. We did a reach out in Rwanda, in the tour of Rwanda last year. Sometimes, especially for me growing up, people just didn't really understand it, you know, because there wasn't that support there that there is now there wasn't the amount of people diagnosed at my age so I didn't really have anyone to share it with now I think that all these fans finally see someone who understands somebody who realizes what they're going through and for me that I witnessed that in 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 pretty much every race I'm at to find out more about super sapiens go to supersapiens.com When he won the time trial in Palermo, and then three days uh, later he won in uh, in the Sila, and then he won the the, the two other time trials. So Italy really 
discovered this guys from this guy from uh, from, from Piedmont uh, who is very very familiar very simple of course now is uh, is the golden the golden guard of uh, of Bernal but uh, the the Tour of Italy gave a new a new level a new uh, a new spirit to those world championships on track mm. because uh, Everyone is looking at the, the Giro and say, "Oh, this is Ghana." Oh, even and and now I uh, even in Turin, his status. You know, you you understand how how he talks, how he presents himself, how uh, the the way he explains uh, all is around him. And I think is is really nourishing all all the. All the blood from from the Giro in terms of popularity, yeah. in terms of um, happiness of people. I saw many many panels. Uh, Viva Ghana! Uh, Ghana is uh, all for Ghana, and uh, of course is is I would say is is replacing Vincenzo Nibali as the hero of uh, the last uh, 15 years. He exit the stage. Uh, Ghana appears. He's a very physically imposing yeah. guy as well. You know, he's big. He's very striking looking. I guess that is probably part of the appeal as well. Exactly, exactly. Because one one meter and ninety, ninety two, ninety three, uh, eighty kilos. Is it could be like uh, Cipollini, for example, was 30 years ago. Is uh, very well, not, not so muscle as Cipollini, but uh, very. Imp- it's, it's an imponent figure, mm. and it, it helps, of course. Can he become an Italian cycling superstar if his his range is, still, is quite narrow? I.e., if he's just a time trialist and a track rider, you know, th- would he have to be a a Moser type who yeah. who, ri- who rides Pyro Bay and maybe wins Pyro yeah. Bay and races like that? Uh, you are right because. Uh, he started with uh, with a track and he won the, the the world championships then last year he won the the uh, the time trial world championships in Imola and then the tour of italy and so his career quite quickly uh, went up and now this year he made another step but uh, his uh, his targets are uh, is the classics of course and in october the, the paris roubaix really in this olympic year in this strange olympic year year uh, the the movement uh, the postponement of paris roubaix helped him because he didn't have any plan to ride paris roubaix in april because he he, he feared the uh, uh, a fall uh, a fracture of collarbone or something that could prevent him from from the the right uh, the right movement towards the Olympic Games in October we see and and of course his uh, his targets in in the middle term two years two three years is become of course a, a, a time trial a time trial uh, but above all a, a classic expert this year he could play a, a, a dominant role in Milan Sanremo if if Ineos could have played the cards in a, in a different way. He is very honest. He's a very honest guy, uh, be- because probably he understands it. He knows his value, and uh, he knew that uh, if there is uh, Kiatowski or Tom Pitcock or the team decided a, a, a different strategy, he said, "Okay, this is problem for me. There is no no problem." But what he what he made in the in the Poggio, in the first part of the Poggio, 
destroyed the legs of, of all rivals and above all probably of Kiavtoski as well <laughs> and uh, he could he could win the 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 Milan Sanremo as Stu even did without uh, without any problem and uh, Tour of Flanders uh, and as well as uh, Paris Roubaix are the are the targets uh, that he, for the middle period I do not and he doesn't and Viviani says that uh, he really advised uh, advises um, Ghana not to follow the the development of his physical to win a Grand Tour in uh, eight years, uh, ten years, and Viviani is very is very clear. And uh, as the uh, the exchange messages, uh, and again, it's himself says that uh, in this moment is uh, is completely far from any any thought of uh, becoming a Grand Tour. How can you see? How can you see him in uh, in the, in the yesterday's climbings with uh, with Yates? And it's, it's, it's impossible. It's 20 kilos more. And, uh, but uh, I think that if he, he if he can add uh, a classic, a great classic, and he can evolve as a, a, a classic classic rider, I think it's, it's the, the the middle term of his of his career. Uh, for sure, I'm looking forward to Sunday. Hello everyone, Eduardo Fini from uh, Team Jambu Visma. Yeah, I think uh, uh, we, we all know that, uh, that Pipo Ghana is, uh, is the world champion not for nothing. Eh? So he's, uh, he's really strong of course, but uh, if everyone is starting uh, thinking uh, he's unbeatable, then uh, uh, there's no race. I mean, uh, so for sure I will try to give my best and try to, to get the best result. And the best result is winning the TT, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the most important thing I think is to really give it all and left it all out on the road and then see see what's the outcome. When you look at him time trialling, do you see somebody who's almost perfect in terms of his aerodynamic position? He's obviously very powerful. Um, do you see you know areas where you can improve your own uh, time trialling as well to perhaps close that gap on him? Yeah, as you're saying, for sure he's uh, really powerful. We all see the numbers uh, from Velon and everything. Uh, I think uh, one of uh, his really uh, strength is also the, the aerodynamic part. He's really uh, sitting well on the bike and uh, uh, also all the investment they made with the bike and uh, with the handlebar. Uh, so yeah, it's something that we are looking at now with my team is also to uh, try to close that gap in, uh, in that area. Uh, so we are also starting to work. Uh, of course, this year they also have a new bike with Savelo, so we are getting to know better the, the bikes and the, the, the settings and everything, and we are trying to look for the best solution uh, also from the, for the front part, which is actually, as you know, the, the most important uh, because you get the impact from the air. Uh, so yeah, we are, we are starting to work on that. It takes a little bit of time, but we are in the process. Like uh, Cancellara, Tony Martin, uh, they won a lot of like world championships three times or four times uh, even Tony but I think they uh, with uh, Ghana it's uh, it's so still young really young and then the next five six years I feel he will dominate this uh, time trials I'm Maciej Bodnar I'm from Bora Hansgrohe looks like he's so professional uh, he cares about all the tallies and uh, have everything to going uh, for <laughs> for the next five years to be dominator. You think him at, him at his best would beat Cancellara at his best? I think so. Yes, uh, because Cancellara was also regarding to classics and many other races, and uh, maybe Ghana would 
in the future will be doing it also like uh, Roubaix or Flanders uh, pretty well but for the moment looks like he's concentrated about time trials so uh, yeah for me it can be better what, what makes him so good is it his position or you know just the power that he's able to put out his position has that made a, a big difference for sure it makes uh, a lot of uh, like wind tunnels but he's also came from the track so he knows uh, everything about this, this position is uh, really f- looks really fast and uh, with body weight with power with uh, fitness what he has uh, he has everything uh, for the time trials maybe with the really hard time trials maybe it will be not his favorite but it's still he saw he demonstrated like uh, on the climb he is also really really strong so I don't see the, some other guy strong like him in the time trial. Is, has time trialing changed, do you think, over the last four or five years? Oh, yeah, you know, now it's with all measurements, with VAT, with the wind tunnels, with position, with materials. It looks like uh, it's much faster than before. So, yeah. People think aero benefits only count in, in time trials. I try to look into the gains uh, as good as possible. I think one of one of the the things, the first things was uh, the handlebars. Sky they had some semi uh, personalized handlebars um, back in the days, and then at one point in uh, 2018, uh, Tour of Algarve, I showed up with uh, totally uh, customized handlebars. Um, and there were some of the the names, good time trialists that there were there forever that I I beat it with a margin. Uh, were complaining that um, that this was due to my handlebar, um, so we, it got banned by the UCI on no reason at all. They just banned it. Um, but um, after a while, it got uh, they allowed me to ride with it under cer- certain rules, um, and now. If you see in the peloton, I think every single time trial specialist or um, GC rider is riding with a customized handlebar. I was uh, in in fast time trials. You see, uh, you see Ghana riding with a 60 chain ring. I'm riding with a 60 chain ring since 2018. I have some magnesium powder on my hand when the parkour is technical, uh, and I see those things are also copied. Uh, the the way they wear their radio, their race radio, is also copied. So, of course, when I see bef- uh, like uh, Ineos were the first to mount their ra- uh, their uh, Velon device um, at the bottom of their frame, like um, in at the bottom of the triangle, so it's um, in between the crank. Um, and I that was smart, and I tested it. It was faster than uh, mounting the radio behind your saddle so of course i also copied it um copying is uh, just a smart way of uh, of learning from your opponents now let's hear from the man himself filippo or people ghana i spoke to him at the start of stage 18 in rovereto Close to the end of a Giro in which, as well as winning the opening time trial, he has spent much of the three weeks on the front of the bunch, setting the pace with his countryman and teammate Salvatore Puccio in support of their leader, Egan Bernal. Feeling tired or ready for another hard few days? 
I think uh, everyone is tired after uh, three weeks now. And uh, yeah, we, we see today, obviously, me and Pucho pulling all day, and uh, we see tomorrow and the day after. You're going to your home uh, hometown tomorrow as well. Is that a day you're looking forward to? Yeah, uh, tomorrow we ride uh, in my road, but uh, obviously we hope to save energy today and don't ride too tired tomorrow. And um, I, I want to ask you about uh, Sunday as well. Obviously, uh, the time trial. Do you, does that play on your mind at all? Is it a stage you're looking forward to? Or is your focus purely on helping again? I, I, I think uh, the first objective is I play again, and then uh, there is my time trial. But uh, it's clean the, the message, obviously. I, when uh, I put my rainbow jersey, I try to win. But uh, I, I'm sure it's not easy because there is a lot of guys that uh, don't have spend the energy like uh, me or Salva. And now we see, we see draw arrival Sunday. I heard, uh, speaking to Victor Campanarts, he said you and he were chatting on the Zonkalan about the hour record. Is that something that you think about? Yeah, I don't think at the moment because it's too hard uh, and I try to do just 30 minutes, but uh, it's really, really hard. But uh, we, we think uh, to do a really good preparation for, uh, for arriving in a good shape. Long term, um, obviously time trials are your thing at the moment, but do you see yourself targeting races like Paris-Roubaix in the future? Uh, we know there is a one-time try in Roubaix in October, but uh, we think to end the Olympics game before, and then uh, we see if we had the legs and the focus to do also the Roubaix. Can I ask you a few quick-fire questions? Right? Our record or Paris-Roubaix, which would you rather have? Uh, both. Okay. Time trial bike or road bike? Time trial, much easier. When do you need to pull? <laughs> Track or road? track because every time it's warm and don't rain. <laughs> Lego or jigsaw puzzle? Lego. You're a big Lego fan? No, but uh, I like to build. <laughs> uh, city or country? Uh, country. And I, know, I think I know the answer to this one. Would you rather win the time trial on Sunday or Egan win the Giro overall? Both. <laughs> You've been listening to an episode of Kilometre Zero supported by Super Sapiens. Thanks to them and thanks to you for all your feedback on our Kilometre Zero series on our Giro Vagando. The music in this episode is by 13 Senses and Amaraterra. This episode was produced by Tom Wally.